Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Limerick councillors have voted in favour of a €9 million plan aimed at revitalising Limerick City Centre. And the decision follows a lengthy and sometimes heated meeting of Metropolitan Area Councillors yesterday. And uh, you'll know from Live 95 News and from Limerick Today yesterday that we were previewing it and mentioned that there were presentations being made to councillors in advance of the meeting taking place. And Live 95's Head of News, Gillian, um, is in the studio to tell me a bit more about it now. Good morning Morning, to you. So, first of all, what were the National Transport Authority's proposals? Okay, well it's officially called the O'Connell Street Revitalisation Project and it covers the area between the junctions at Denmark Street, down by Arthur's Quay and then all the way up to Cecil Street. So that's the end of the uh, Allied Irish Bank there and it's where the new fantastic uh, museum experience that J.P. McManus and Paul O'Connell are behind will finally be built. So that's the stretch of road that this covers on O'Connell Street. It includes widening the footpaths and additional pedestrian areas to facilitate people gathering, on-street trading and spill-out zones from the shops and cafes on the street. There's also the provision of street furniture, including seating areas, trees, planting, bicycle stands and lighting, as well as features such as sculptures, pedestrian plazas and our current mayor will be delighted to hear water installations because we know he's a big fan of those. Uh, Introduction of a shared surface where the footpath and the carriageway will actually be at the same level. And then also the introduction of a bus lane and reduction in the width of the traffic lanes. Raised table junctions to slow down the traffic and a relocation of parking and loading spaces that are currently on O'Connell Street to adjacent side streets. But do you understand that not all councillors were happy with it? No, they weren't. And we do know that Social Democrats councillor Elisa Donovan actually tweeted yesterday to say that she wasn't going to be able to make the meeting due to other work commitments. But she was asking for her colleagues to defer the decision and to put it back she felt it was being rushed through and there was a proposal to defer the decision again to a future meeting. This was actually supposed to happen a few weeks ago so this was the first deferral. She wanted another uh, deferral as well. Other councillors brought this up again at the meeting yesterday and the biggest concern was that O'Connell Street might be turned into like a two-way bus lane so that the, you know what might actually happen it would would be that it would essentially be used to get people from one side of the city to the other. Others said that while the project wasn't perfect, they should approve the proposal now so that the funding would be secured then and that work could start and that more changes could be made down the line. But Councillor Frankie Daly was one of the ones that proposed that the plan be approved as originally outlined. The decision here today is about the current state of our of O'Connell Street and about to improve the public realm. At the moment, we have an interim solution with, as was referenced inside, there was quite, you know, it's, it was a health and safety hazard recently. We've had kind of um, the Tarm Academy type surface. So this decision today now means that we can go to roughly in around the summertime, we're going to have a new surface. Um, the, the whole facade and the whole public realm is going to be improved drastically and it's, it's, it's going to enhance the city. Like we're talking millions here. Like you have, sometimes you're, you're backed into a corner, but I think it's the right decision. And there was a number of an- amendments today, and, and, and I suppose 
I'm, I'm happy that the tenant of the motion was carried and, and we'll see some works carried out on O'Connell Street uh, circa uh, summer 2020. Just, I suppose, the concern about it becoming a two-way bus lane was something that we heard and, and pretty much nothing else. What did you make of those concerns? I think, as was pointed out by the, by, uh, the senior executive engineer for roads, and this is not the case. You know, we have six months to go in terms of inputting into the, 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 the transport strategy, and this is our strategy, this is our city, and at no point will, will something be forced upon us. There will be recommendations that can be debated, but we can certainly amend those and we can kind of give our feedback. And from my perspective, we have the power to kind of write our own destiny. And I think to assert that there's going to be buses going left, right and centre, uh, I think it was just scaremongery. Obviously, you know, we need to improve our public transport. Um, we have climate change and into the future, we need to be, we need to be, we need to be planning for that. So I think it's... It's, it's overall, it's a good day for the city. Um, we're going to see investment of €9 million Euros in O'Connell Street. Um, a difficult decision. Perhaps we could have had more time, but a decision needed to be made. And going to be, the, the positive is going to be a lot of investment in the public realm of O'Connell Street. And it's going to enhance the, 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 the visual appearance of the city. As Councillor Frankie Daly there uh, chatting to our colleague Live 95's Ronan Moyles who was at the meeting yesterday. Our Head of News, Gillian, is with me in the studio. Other councillors proposed amendments, didn't they? They did, yes. Some of which passed, some of which did not pass. Uh, Councillor Sean Hartigan, he's from the Green Party, he proposed that they permanently pedestrianise O'Connell Street between William Street and Cecil Street. That was defeated by 11 votes to 5 after the Director of Service, Kieran Lahan, advised that that would represent a material change and as such could be open to challenge. Councillor Joe Ledden of the Labour Party was particularly critical of these proposals, saying that they would send thousands of vehicles onto the city's other streets. And there were two other amendments. They were indeed. Uh, one was proposed by Councillor Sharon Benson and it was to include a segregated cycle lane and it was unanimously passed. Afterwards, Councillor Benson spoke to Live 95's Ronan Moyles. I'm happy that my amendment has passed. Um, overall, in general, with the whole proposal, I was very, very disappointed in how it was handled and how it was ran. I think the people of Limerick were misinformed. I don't think it was this wonderful new project, a new destination that everyone was seeking and hoping for. But look, at the end of the day, O'Connell Street does need to be upgraded, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, the city needs that and it's important that it, it is going to be done now. Your proposal, as you mentioned there, was one of the ones, or your amendment, excuse me, was passed. Can you just outline what your, I, I know you made an original amendment and then it was a slight change to it, I suppose. Can you outline it? Yeah, so my amendment was to include um, a segregated cycling for cycling infrastructure. The current plans had the cycling infrastructure not segregated and in a bus lane, sharing with a bus lane. That's not safe for, for cyclists. It's not safe for, for children who, who like to cycle to school. It's, it's just not safe. So the segregated lane is what's needed. Cyclists have always been treated as an afterthought when it comes to planning in this city and it's about time now the council put them to the front of that. Um, we also heard concerns perhaps from a number of councillors and I presume including yourself of this is the NTA's project and this is the NTA will get what they want. Do you still believe that's the case? Um, I would hope the NTA don't get what they want. To be fair, I think this was very, very unfair. You know, there was a very different plan for O'Connell Street initially before the NTA were involved and as soon as the NTA became involved then it, was, it all changed. It was stripped right back and it was all changed. I don't think that's correct procedure going forward. You know, I don't think that's right that they should have it going to people's heads.
Sinn Féin Councillor Sharon Benson chatting to Ronan Moyles. Uh, our Head of News, Gillian Devlin, is with me. And after this short break, we will talk about Councillor Elena Seika's uh, amendment to reduce the speed limit uh, for cars and other vehicles on O'Connell Street to 15 kilometres an hour. Live 95's Head of News, Gillian, is uh, with me. And we're talking about the decision by councillors yesterday to move ahead with the revitalisation plans of O'Connell Street in Limerick City Centre with construction work due to start in the summer of next year, 2020. And uh, I mentioned, Gillian, before the break that there was a proposal by Councillor Elena Sikas, wasn't there? Yes, um, Councillor Elena Sikas from the Labour Party proposed that you reduce the speed limit on this stretch to 15 kilometres an hour. And this was also passed subject to consultation with the Gardaí and other stakeholders. And Live 95's Ronan Moyles also spoke to Councillor Sikas. Well, I think um, we were there to make a decision and I think we couldn't um, delay this decision any longer um, because the information has been provided, you know, there has been engagement and by the end of the day it is a tough decision and I I, I am aware that um, some people had reservations uh, about uh, which way they were going to vote but by the end of the day we were there to make a decision today and um, I think uh, I'm delighted that a decision has uh, has been made and, and I'm delighted with the outcome. Um, obviously one of the amendments that you that was put in was put in by yourself and that was to reduce the speed limit. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Uh, I proposed to have the speed limit reduced to 15 kilometres from 30 kilometres, which is proposed at the moment. Obviously the, that has to be taken under a little bit of advisement, but you seem to get a lot of support for that move. Yeah, I was hoping to get more support now. Um, there were quite a few abstentions, so I, I didn't quite understand why people abstained, uh, really, because this proposal is for safety reasons, and I think um, uh, it will be welcomed by, by more people, by, by most of the people, actually. Do you have any fear, then, finally, that obviously now this is one stage of a plan, um, and some reassurances were given by the executive that there'll be plenty of time to discuss further changes and things like that but do you have any concern that perhaps this is the plan and this is just how it's going to end up or are you still confident that the councillors here can have a real influence over it? Well, I, I really hope to think so, because otherwise, then uh, why are we here? Um, uh, there have been assurances uh, given to us that we will have another say later on, uh, and I really hope that the, the executive will um, keep that commitment. This was an interesting amendment from the councillor, wasn't it, which was passed. It's probably something that people can easily grasp, you know, if they're in cars, that they might have to drive at 15 kilometres per hour after this plan is brought through. Yeah, it's a remarkably low limit, considering people can still drive around many of the housing estates at... I believe at 50 kilometres an hour in places. Um, You know, a lot of talk that it should be 30 kilometres in all housing estates. Um, And 30 kilometres an hour is, uh, you know, a nice slow speed. To reduce that by half to 15 uh, is going to be a challenge, I think, for a lot of motorists. Um, But yeah, certainly very interesting. I'm not, not aware of any other urban area in the country that has a limit as low as 15 kilometres an hour. Yeah. So it eventually went to a vote after deferrals and amendments and everything else among metropolitan councillors. And what was the outcome? Well, it was approved. Plans were approved by 15 votes to three. And the three that voted against were Councillor James Collins, Councillor Jerry O'Dea 
and Councillor Abul Kalam Azad Talukdar. All of those, of course, were our members of the Fianna Fáil party. And afterwards, uh, Ronan had a chat, didn't he, with Councillor James Collins? Yes, he asked him why he had voted against it. We had a very interesting day. We invited in many community groups this morning uh, that presented to us. Liverpool, Limerick, we had disability groups. We had the Limerick cycling bus. We had some school kids here. You know, the the placards and, and the notes that they brought are here on the desk still. Uh, we had Limerick Cycling Campaign, Limerick City uh, Business Network, the Georgian Society. Um, and they were all people that made submissions uh, and they were concerned that their voice wasn't being heard um, and that their opinions weren't being represented in terms of what they wanted to see Limerick become. And even with the project, and I said it a couple of times at the meeting, uh, the aim of the project was for Limerick to become a destination. It was to be a transformational project. Uh, Limerick City Centre at the moment is not doing very well. Retail is not doing very well. So we need to create a destination for people to come into the city centre, uh, to live, to work, but to shop and to socialise as well. And, and that's not happening. Um, as the last week and this morning the events unveiled, uh, it became pretty apparent that we were being funded by the NTA on the provision that we uh, include a two-way bus corridor. So rather than it becoming a destination, uh, the centre of Limerick was to become a throughway for people coming from the east of the city to the west. Um, and that was worrying um, because uh, a shared space with a bus uh, it doesn't make sense. So I've got young kids, and if they think they're in a pedestrian zone, uh, they're going to walk across the street and see something that interests them, um, and then for a bus to come along. Like, shared spaces doesn't work. Um, what we wanted and what we I had supported, so I seconded Councillor Hartigan's proposal, that we pedestrianise fully O'Connell Street from William Street um, up to Cecil Street. And that would tie in with Bedford Row and Thomas Street that are already pedestrianised and create a, a truly pedestrianised zone and a destination within, within the city centre. Um, that amendment w- was defeated. Um, I supported the others in relation to reducing the, the, the traffic uh, speed limits and also the inclusion of cycle lanes on it. Um, but I voted against the scheme as presented um, because I think what has happened here today is that w- local councillors have given control now to the NTA um, to create a uh, a two-way bus lane up and down O'Connell Street. And and we won't have a decision in the future to prevent that. Um, The executive were kind of keen to stress that there will be opportunities to discuss this and there will be opportunities to improve, you know, change aspects of this down the line. Did you not take those assurances? Um, I got it in writing from them last week that there wouldn't be, that the council's intention agrees with the intention of the NTA, that it becomes uh, a key route, a bus corridor for Limerick City, um, that it probably will, not possibly, it probably will, according to the council officials, um, be a key route for the Limerick Transport Plan my fear now is the Limerick Transport Plan is going to be built around um, a two-way bus corridor on O'Connell Street. And that wasn't something... I didn't think that was the best use of our street. Councillor James Collins there, one of three councillors to vote against these plans, uh, which were overwhelmingly passed. And uh, he was chatting to Live 95's Ronan Moyles and our head of news, Gillian, uh, is still with me. So the decision has been made. When does work start? It's due to begin next summer. And I suppose, you know, just listening there to James Collins and the point he was making there about wanting it to be pedestrianised, we had Dee Ryan of Limerick Chamber on yesterday and she was 
talking about that point and saying from the Chamber's perspective, their feeling on it is that currently the footfall in the city centre isn't high enough to make any pedestrianisation that or that level of pedestrianisation animated enough. What would happen is you'd have this large empty plaza, basically, you know, with a few small number of people wandering around it. But if that footfall were to rise, there is the opportunity to make it fully pedestrianised in the future. That's the point that she was making yesterday. But the the work is due to begin next summer. I suppose, you know, that's the first visible sign that people will get that this is happening. They've seen the artists' impressions. They've heard our stories here on Limerick Today and people talking about it at the various different debates. But I, I think until people actually see it happening, they, that's when we'll start to hear real opinions from lots of people. Yes, definitely. And, and disruption. You know, there will be disruption Absolutely. in the process, won't there? You're dealing with the main thoroughfare and the idea is James Collins there of seeing it as family friendly as possible, you know, all about kids wanting to have people coming into and feeling as though they can spend time in the city centre. Everyone proponents and opponents of this all agree with that. It's how you arrive at it, I suppose, is the issue. Yeah, and he makes the point about the shared spaces don't work, you know, buses and pedestrianised areas. To my knowledge, I think, you know, you have the Lewis operating in pedestrianised areas up in Dublin and that seems to work. I mean, you know, it it's not unprecedented. It's it's happened in other cities. Um, whether it'll work with buses, maybe there's a difference between a bus and a tram and sharing it with uh, pedestrians. It will require, I think, people to be more careful. And that that is something that can be an issue. You see it all the time at pedestrian crossings here in Limerick where people you know, take a look at the, the, the little red man and go, Asher, sure, I'll take a chance, you know, and uh, that mightn't be advisable in a, in a space where you're, you're sharing it with buses. And ultimately, people have to feel comfortable night or day with lighting. Uh, if there are enough people there, are you going to sit on the street furniture um, into the evening? And obviously, policing is important. Jaywalking is, is an issue, as you say. And then you look at the plaza example um, outside Colbert Railway Station. Has that become a plaza in any real sense? It's a physical structure, but is it being used as people might have seen it was going to be used or proposed to be used when designed? At times, I think it is. When the sun shines, that's when you notice it. And that is another issue, that we don't have a climate that really allows open plaza-type places to flourish the way they might do in other European cities. Um, They look great on days when the sun is shining and there isn't a cloud in the sky. But imagine a day like yesterday, there wouldn't be a sinner out. Mm. And putting a roof on it, of course. We'll we'll go back a little bit to uh, other proposals and suggestions. All right, well, listen, thank you very much for bringing us all of that. Uh, Our head of news, uh, Gillian, there. And uh, also thank you to our colleague, Live 95's Ronan Moyles, who was covering that meeting yesterday and you heard him talk to some of the people involved. We will talk to uh, architect Ailish Drake uh, and uh, others later in the show. We'd like to hear your view too. Are you satisfied with these plans? Do you understand them? Or as Gillian says, will a lot of people only get it when it starts to affect their day-to-day lives and the lives of their families? Call Limerick Today now on 461995.